I still need to watch all of this show in order. There is a mixture of sadness, but at the same time, there's a mixture of a little bit of humor, which you can definitely expect in this series. Every character has multiple dimensions, really. Obviously, it's a scripted show, but they don't feel scripted. They feel real. They feel genuine. If kids find value in things, I think there is value in them, because it is art in its own way, and it is very important. Whatever it is, just own it. You know, love what you do and do what you love. If it's cool to you, then, you know, who cares about what the others say? Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new podcast called We're In Between. This is the show that we'll be talking about every single episode of As Told By Ginger Weekly. So uh, for all the new listeners who don't know, uh, my name is Patricia and I do a podcast called Old School Lane Casual Chats. And um, in my YouTube channel, the Old School Lane YouTube channel, I have dedicated an entire month of As Told by Ginger around October 2015 when the show was celebrating its 15th anniversary. So I have known about the show inside and out and I can't wait to share my knowledge of the show for all of the listeners who are not only fans of the show but also who may be new to it. I'm Casey from the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast or FNN. Our listeners are going to be getting this podcast through our feed. Uh, For those of you who don't know the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast, myself and the other co-host, Ashley, who will introduce herself in a moment, talk about classic Nicktoons of the 90s and 2000s every single week. And uh, we started in May 2016, and we've been having a ton of fun. We're very excited to do this uh, new collaboration with our longtime uh, occasional guest, Patricia. So, yeah, very excited. All right, and I'm Ashley, the other co-host of the Friday Night Nicktoons. You may also know me um, as the A-Wits, little sister of the J-Wits. Um, so you may have found me through that. Uh, we've, like I said, been the co-host since the podcast started up and having a lot of fun with it. And neither me or Casey has seen As Told by Ginger in its entirety, so we're definitely looking forward to seeing all of the narrative, getting to know all the characters well, but we've definitely been enjoying what we've done on our podcast. Right, and uh, back around October uh, of last year, uh, Casey and Ashley had invited me over to the podcast of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast to discuss about my personal favorite As Told by Ginger episodes, and since then we kind of came up with the idea of doing this podcast together and wanting to watch every single episode of the series and discuss about our personal opinions of it. So this is where um, we are right now. So um, this week on We're In Between, we're going to be discussing about the very first episode of As Told by Ginger, which is called Ginger the Juvie. It aired on October 25th, 2000. The episode was written by the creator of the show herself, Emily Kapnick. And um, yeah, uh, let's get started. So uh, Casey, why don't you tell us about what the plot of the episode is? Sure, yeah. And just really quick, I want to... uh Give a shout out to our forum that we're going to have where you guys can also share your thoughts on these episodes that we're about to discuss. Awesome. So in this episode, Ginger the Juvie, the first premiered episode of the show, but not the pilot. No. In fact, we actually will be getting to the pilot in the very last episode. Well, not the very last, but when we get too close to the end of the podcast, we'll probably be around next year. When we watched all 60 episodes of As Told by Ginger, then we'll be tackling the pilot. 
So in this episode, Ginger is invited to Courtney's birthday party, but doesn't know what to get her. So Miranda tells her that she has to steal the enter sign from the bank as the perfect gift. Her uh, posse agree to do this, but Miranda rats them out to her police officer dad. Uh, we're also introduced to Carl, Hoodsy, and Blake. Blake is Courtney's brother, and Carl and Hoodsy and Blake are in essentially a turf war over this petrified eyeball, which becomes a running theme for a bit. And that's that's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah, so we immediately start out and we see Courtney like looking through her sort of compact mirror, and we see her already fascinated with Ginger's world, right? She's very interested in everything they do and all of the things and they say something about they're they're calling frontsies for whoever gets I always called it shotgun as a kid but whoever gets like the front seat and Courtney's just like mesmerized by that she's like what's frontsies what does that mean she's she's just so enamored with everything in Ginger's life and that starts out very quickly in this episode. I do remember a few months or maybe about a year ago I do remember that there was a rumored um, accusation that um, the reason why she was so fascinated with Ginger and everything that she did was because she was in love with Ginger. But Nickelodeon pretty much said, yeah, same-sex uh-huh. relationships doesn't kind of roll very well. We don't want to have that happen. So, apparently, I mean, that's just a rumor. I don't know if that's true. It totally uh, looks like it, though. Ashley and I commented on that a lot in our notes. They're like, wow, Courtney is really into Ginger. <laughs> She makes a few comments that are almost a little over the line. Definitely not so far that it would cause, like, an uproar, but definitely there's some hints. Yeah, I mean, there are some definite hints, and until Emily Kapnick confirms this, we can only just leave it to speculation. Courtney is having a birthday party coming up, and her and Miranda are going over the list of all the people that she wants to invite, and one of the people is Ginger, and Miranda is kind of questioning on why because she doesn't find ginger that interesting she just kind of sees her as this total wannabe who's practically (laughs) nothing we hear that word a ton in this show wannabe yeah well i mean it was the 2000s so yeah totally yeah true yeah i also want to make a quick comment that it's a it's a surprise party supposedly courtney totally knows about it but they're calling it a surprise party and she like spends time practicing her surprised look in the mirror and i just i just i'm not so great like she's trying to figure out how to act real emotions but i feel like so much of her life is is kind of planned out and staged you know, Courtney is the type of person who has been really privileged and she feels like, you know, she wants to get everything she wants and she thinks that be by being surprised, it kind of like adds a layer of more fascination towards, you know, the presentation of the party. So, yeah, I really don't get it. Um, but, you know, it's kind of fun to see kind of Courtney phoning it in to try to be surprised, even though that she knows who the people she's going to invite is and... Yeah, it's just, it's it's something. But um, while Courtney and Miranda are planning on who the guests are going to be, we see uh, our first introduction to Blake, and he's kind of eyeing Courtney. And um, he actually uses the information of Ginger possibly being invited to use as blackmail. And this is where we first get introduced to Ginger's brother Carl and Dodie's um, brother Robert Joseph, otherwise known as Hoodsy. I love Hoodsy. As Ashley and I did on the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast, we ranked our top five secondary characters in all of Nicktoons. 
I had Hoodsy number five. I think he's hilarious. He's so weird. Yeah, he is a very odd person. I, I remember listening to um the Pop My Culture podcast where there was like a whole group of voice actors being inter- uh, interviewed by the people who host the podcast. And I remember, you know, Tress McNeil, who was the voice of uh, Hoodsy, as well as a whole bunch of other characters from The Simpsons and Futurama and Tiny Toons. She was talking about Hoodsy and she was talking about like how she thinks that Hoodsy is probably her strangest role that she ever received. Mostly because, you know, Hoodsy's a weird kid. But, you know, there's a fascination to Hoodsy being like a weird kid. Yeah, Hoodsy is awesome. I do want to just generally say that this episode is one of the best first episodes of a show that I've seen, especially of a Nick show, because it doesn't give us too much forced exposition. It pretty much gets right in there. And we just learn, like, we have this dual montage of the girls painting their nails in their two groups, Ginger, her friends Dodie and Macy, in one group, and then Courtney and Miranda in another. And we learn so much about them, and so much of the future of the show is set in those first five minutes. I feel like a lot of times, and with the pilots that we see too, that there's major shifts in the characters and who they are. And this one seems, and I'll have to see as the show progresses, but it seems like they've they figured out the characters pretty well at the beginning of the show. You know, they they know what they want to create, and they don't, like you said, it's not too much forced exposition. You just kind of are in a day of their lives, and it's very easy to follow, very easy to pick up on exactly kind of who these guys are. Absolutely. I mean, you have a lot of cartoons that when you see the first episode, it's either one of three things. It's a first episode that, you know, it generally introduces the characters and the setting and all that stuff, but you get very little information about it. It's just one of those first episodes in which you get little bits here and there, but it's an introduction episode. Then you have an episode that has too much exposition in which it just overwhelms you. And then you have one that, um, is the right balance between, like, you have the right amount of characters, um, a decent setting, and then it follows up into which you want to continue watching it. And I feel that As Told by Ginger is one of the best examples on that. Uh, that, Invader Zim's first episode, and Avatar The Last Airbender's first episode are, like, what I would consider to be, like, the prime examples for a Nicktoon in which... You have a setup, you have characters, and you have this goal, and you want to be able to continue watching it so you can understand on where it's leading up to. Totally. And I I also want to mention in terms of introductions, Carl and Hoodsy's introduction is so perfect for what their relationship ends up being. We see them playing with these dentures, like old person dentures, and they're fascinated by them and they're picking like prunes off of them. It's so revolting and so them. Yeah, they they have quite a few uh, revolting moments, so it definitely gets the stage set for that concept nice and quickly. We also... Moving forward a little bit. Um, So, well, Blake tries to blackmail them, but doesn't actually know, apparently, how blackmail works. Because he tells him the the information, and then says, I'm blackmailing you. (laughs) Like, well, now we don't need to do anything for you, because you just told us the information we wanted, so thanks. They go on to tell Ginger, and they say they'll only give the information if they can borrow her curling iron. And Ginger asks, what for? And they both respond immediately, classified. And I just feel like that's so them. They're very much, they're up to weird things all the time. You don't really understand what's going on when it starts. They've got 
a lot of schemes. They're always good, though. They're very formal, too. It's, you know, it's classified. It's that information is classified, mother, and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, and then when uh, Ginger eventually gives Carl her curling iron, then Hoodsy makes the announcement about, like, you know, today at this time, the magnificent Carl, the magnif- um, the Fantastico, has m- received some great news that Ginger is going to be invited over to Courtney's birthday party. And then Dodie freaks out, saying, like, oh, my gosh, you know, these, um, you know, I can't believe you may- were invited to Courtney's birthday party. Everybody who's anybody is going to be there. And then Hoodsy just goes up to them and says, uh, to Dodie and Macy, you guys aren't invited. <laughs> it's like, wow, what a damper. Thanks, Hoodsy. And then, you know, Dodie's just simply like, it was exciting news. So, yeah. So now they know that uh, Ginger's being invited over to Courtney's birthday party. And then we cut into the next day in school in which Courtney meets up with Ginger. And, you know, they start talking to one another and... She gives, like, these compliments about saying, like, oh, we're really good friends and stuff like that. And she even compliments her shoes. But then we get into our um, our conflict in this episode where um, Ginger meets up with Miranda over at the restroom. And she talks about, like, that she has to give Courtney a really nice gift. Otherwise, she'll be the laughing stock of the entire school. Yeah, Miranda's awful. She's vile. Courtney may say some things that are slightly offensive but she's just genuinely kind of clueless Miranda just does not have a soul she's horrible you can tell the way that she like talks about it too she's also like when she sees her in the bathroom she's like Ginger I see you're washing your hands that's good that's very good and you can tell it's like in a way that's like to make her feel insecure about it and it's just so uncomfortable it's kind of creepy. I mean, she's just washing her hands. I wonder what would have happened if maybe she was uh, writing, um, or, you know, her answers on a test, and she's like, I see you're writing your answers on a test, and you chose C. That's good. Very good. <laughs> it's like, what? That would totally be a scene in the show, though. Like, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I also love... So Miranda proposes the idea that she needs a great present. And, you, you know, you. I assume if you're listening to this, you've watched the episode with us. If you haven't, you really should. It'll be way more fun that way. But anyway, Miranda says, All right, well, you have until 4.15 to decide whether or not you're going to steal this street sign and be cool or not. And she goes... That's when I get home from clarinet. <laughs> it's kind of a funny detail. Yeah, so now we know two Nicktoon characters who play clarinet. Her and Squidward. And they're both very mean. And then we get Mama Foutley for the first time, and I got so excited when I saw her. I just typed, Woo, Mama Foutley, on my notes. <laughs> I just love this character. Yeah, she's not there for long. Her intro on the show is very understated, actually, but it's uh, it's sort of in the classic mom quick interaction. But she's so wonderful, and I'm sure we'll spend a lot of time talking about her on this show. Yeah, and also we get first introduced to Darren, who is Ginger's friend and her next-door neighbor. And um, this is where we first learn about how, um, you know, Ginger has to steal the enter sign from a bank to give to Courtney as a birthday present. And, you know, Ginger talks to Darren about, what should I do? Should I steal the sign or should I not steal the sign? If I steal the sign, then maybe there is a chance of... 
me going to prison or if I do steal it, maybe Courtney will like it. But if I don't steal the sign, then I'll have to show up with a crummy gift and then my life will become a prison. And the only thing that Darren would say about it is that, well, I hear that, you know, prisoners get to sleep on bunk beds. I guess bunk beds are kind of (laughs) cool. I love Darren. Yeah, Darren's great. And I feel like that also just helps kind of introduce a little bit of their, you know, their friendship where she's, you know, she goes to him a lot for advice and things. And I feel like he oftentimes doesn't really know the best thing to say. So he just kind of goes with his his thoughts. Yeah, exactly. And you can tell from even the first episode that he doesn't exactly know what to say in certain advice moments. When Ginger's having problems, he says some things, but maybe they're not the right things, which is great because that's pretty relatable. If you're a person and you've never gone through a situation and your friend is going through it right now, what would you say? You try to say what would you feel about it, but maybe you don't exactly know the right solution. Totally. Yeah, and that's a big tenet of the show and one of Hey Arnold. That You saying that made me think of Hey Arnold, too. It's similar. Um, yeah, so it turns out that this is all a plot that Miranda has set up to spite Ginger, and uh, Miranda calls her cop dad uh, to report a robbery. He immediately busts Ginger, and she freaks out, thinking she's going to go to jail, and it's horrible, and she's in a cop car, and uh, yeah, then we get to sort of the, I don't know if it's the climax of the episode or not, but at least one of multiple peaks where the Miranda's dad drives the cop car by Courtney's party. Yeah, it's great. And Ginger just kind of yells out the window. She's like, sorry, I got arrested for robbing a bank, which is a bit of an exaggeration, right? She, she Technically right. true, but... <laughs> she attempted to rob a sign from the outside of a bank. She wasn't robbing a bank in the strictest of senses, but you can tell, like, Courtney thinks that that's the coolest thing ever, you know? Like, she robbed a bank that's pretty that's pretty intense for for middle schoolers and then miranda has this great line can someone please explain to me how even when ginger foutly loses she wins which is so funny because i'm sure ginger doesn't feel that way at all it's all a matter of perspective absolutely i i I even mentioned this when i was talking about this episode in my top 15 as told by ginger's episodes list that miranda did something in the first episode that princess azula from avatar the last airbender couldn't do to iroh and zuko throughout season two trying to arrest them (laughs) (laughs) honestly So yeah, I mean, Princess Azula, you know, really evil princess who wants to capture them so she can be able to follow her father's orders. And, you know, she has the power to not only firebend, but to shoot out lightning. She couldn't capture them until, you know, she eventually convinced Zuko to capture Iroh in the last episode of season two. But here we have Miranda. First episode, she arrests the main protagonists. Bravo. I hadn't thought of that comparison. That's hilarious. And then the last bit here, really, is Blake and this eyeball. Do you want to get into that, Ashley? Oh, yeah. So there's this this petrified eyeball in a jar, right? I don't know if it's explained why they have it at some point. I think there is something about it later on in the series, but it's briefly talked about. Sure. All that matters is that it's their prized possession. Uh, there being uh, Carl and Hoodsey's prized position 
they are very proud of this eyeball. And so when when Blake goes over to their place to hang out, because that's what they said that he could do, he gets in this trap, and he calls his his lovely limo driver, is it Winston? Yeah, Winston. Yep. Yeah, calls him back, sets him free, and he, as revenge, steals the eyeball, which is pretty much the worst thing that's ever happened, basically. <laughs> and he just has this eyeball at the end of the episode. That threw me off because I forgot how much continuity the show has. I was like, no, that has to be resolved. It's like a sitcom, right? But it really isn't. It's extremely uh, serial where you have to wait for the next episode to find out what happens with this eyeball. We don't know after episode one, except that Blake has it. Exactly. And uh, another thing um, that happens in the episode is that when Carl and Hoodsy are up on Blake's treehouse, they're taking pictures of the party so they can use it to blackmail the, the people in the party later on. And they take one picture of Miranda making the phone call to her father so that Ginger can be arrested. And that's how Ginger is able to find out who was the one who called the police to get Ginger and her friends arrested. And um, also, I really like the scene in which when... Um, Carl and Hoodsy get home and they rush to tell Lois that Ginger's been arrested. And when Lois goes over to the police station, Carl goes up to her and says, hey, if, if Ginger goes to prison, can Hoodsy have a room? Yeah, I love that line. And then, yeah, I just overall, I thought this episode was fantastic. Uh, it's a great way to dive right into the plot to establish character. Uh, like we said, not too much needless exposition. They show the characters immediately getting into their like typical middle school antics. Uh, love this episode. Also, Ginger writing in the journal. That motif starts up right away this episode. Or not right away, but at the end. And that's a, a through line through the entire show. Yeah, there is a reason why the show is called As Told by Ginger. Um, one is, you know, with Ginger writing on the journal and us experiencing it. But there's actually a double meaning to it. But I will not say what it is because let's just say it leads up to a big surprise at the end. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That is the first episode of Ginger Ju the Juvie. I thought that would be really nice at the end of every segment of the podcast. We can give a ranking to the episode, whether we give it a yay or a nay. Um, okay, so in your opinion, would you give this uh, episode a yay or a nay? It's a yay for me. And definitely a yay for me as well. I agree. I give it a yay. So for anybody who's interested in watching uh, As Told by Ginger, then the first episode, I mean, literally is a great place to start. Not only because it's the first episode, but it is actually a really fantastic episode in its own right. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I uh, will have our forum up by the time this episode airs. We would love to hear from you guys and we'll feature comments that we love on the show and we'll be or at least i will be commenting on the forum as well so this could be a really fun community watch session over the next year and it's only 20 minute episode a week uh so really looking forward to it yeah and um as for next week next week we'll be discussing about episode two carl and maude if you're interested in tuning in then please uh subscribe over to either the old schooling youtube channel or follow uh the friday night nicktoons podcast on itunes and podcast.com and all the other places and also check us out on social media you can check me out on Twitter at Patty underscore B underscore Miranda, or you can follow my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash oldschooling. You can find us on Twitter at FNN underscore podcast or Facebook uh, slash FNN podcast, no underscore. All right. Well, that's it, everybody. Hope to see you around soon. And uh, thank you for listening.